0: We're on somebody wants mm-hmm. to me the world is gonna roll me mm-hmm. 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 in hi down guys down. this is joe out of joe and alex welcome to logging on how did i do
1: that was pretty good yeah i think you should do it all the time from now on oh really i think you should be the uh, the official announcer
0: do you not think we should alternate
1: that sounds like a lot of work for me, <laughs> so it'll be easier for you to do it all the time.
0: Well, okay. I suppose being the first voice the listener hears isn't so bad.
1: So, yeah, I'm Alex, out of Joe and Alex, <laughs> uh, the podcast Joe and Alex Logging On, and this is all about our experience signing up and volunteering with
0: Rally, Rally.
1: Well, in Tanzania over the summer of 2019. This is episode three. Hopefully, you've listened to the previous two.
0: Episode the tattoo.
1: Better save that for the same. I better right? save that. yeah. We know it's a fan favourite. We don't want to. Don't want to give them it too early. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Episode three. We will be talking all about fundraising, which so far is probably the most important episode. And hopefully, you can actually learn some tips from it, or at least from one of us. <laughs> so, Joe. How did you find fundraising?
0: How did I find fundraising? Well, I was in a bit of a state at first where I was thinking, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to ask people to money? Ask people to money? Ask people for money?
1: So it, just a quick rundown. Do you remember how long you had to do it and how much you had to raise?
0: had to raise £800 and it was in about, was it? A month or two? Two months? I think I had about two or three months
1: Hmm, we flew out uh, very late June and I think it had to be done before the start of June
0: Oh, right, so we ha- we actually had ages
1: Did we? I might have got that completely wrong
0: No, nah, I think you're right, I think we had about, I don't, I don't remember, but ooh, it was ooh, so long it. ago
1: Oh, that classic phrase this is the danger of doing a podcast and not doing any research, just relying on your <laughs> memory of something that happened over a year ago. But yeah, it definitely it was £800. Pounds. £800,
0: what, pounds.
1: What, yeah. Am I correct in thinking, that the cost of the trip was £8,000, and so we had to self-raise...
0: 10%, 10, yeah. I think you are right, yes.
1: And then the rest of it was provided by... Her Majesty's government as part of their International Development Fund?
0: Yes. That's what my understanding was, at least.
1: So, uh, yes. We've got the figure, £800. 800 quid. We've got a potential time frame. It was either two months or, what, four?
0: I think it was about five.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: It it was Uh, a while. It was a few months. We'll just say that. A few months.
1: Ah. So hit the ground running what did you how did you raise that money
0: Joe I'm trying to remember now I think the first thing I did was just put a link to my fundraising page on Facebook Mm -hmm. which I think they give you all the all the stuff to start that up so I posted it on Facebook saying this is the thing that I'm wanting to do I'd greatly appreciate it if I could have some money please.
1: Did you find that was particularly effective?
0: I think I got a couple. I got a little bit. I I feel like a lot of us like for volunteers were would donate to each others mm. just to support each other and also because we're in the same boat and and that um but I would rely on like family members and friends. I remember my mum was saying, uh, I'll donate, but not until you sort out your vaccinations. <laughs> uh uh-huh. It's just a sort of, like, only if you're actually going. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was like, I'll donate at the very
1: end just to get you over the line. <laughs> Fair enough. That's what dad was there for. <laughs> so, did you do... Well, I remember throughout the fundraising efforts, I kept getting calls maybe once a week or twice a week.
0: From the the fundraising manager. I remember when she called me, I was in the bus in the Lake District.
1: This sounds like quite the story. (laughs)
0: What were you
1: doing in the Lake District?
0: It was a family holiday, um, but I, I was joining the rest of my family from Preston and I came via bus and then I got... No, I came by a train to the Lake District, and then I got a bus to the actual place. So.
1: My parents didn't even come and pick you up?
0: Well, I mean, they offered to, but I kind of wanted the feeling of independence, if you know right. what I
1: mean. I if... wish my parents cared that much about me. I was going to uni in Glasgow, and I had to take all my stuff down at the end of the first term on the train.
0: I I remember that story, yeah.
1: That was, I had my Super Nintendo stolen. And yeah, hopefully I can use this podcast as a bit of a feeler to get it back to me. It's been five years or whatever, but still
0: If you're watching this mystery thief, please, please give Alex back his Nintendo.
1: It has the address on the box. So <laughs> you have no excuse. You can post it to my house. No questions asked.
0: I wonder yeah. I wonder where it is now. I wonder if anyone's playing it anymore.
1: Maybe. I feel the person probably got it, played with it for 10 minutes, and then sorted it with for 20 quid
0: to, like, some nerdy guy you. <laughs> it's lying um, in a dumpster somewhere.
1: Probably, that's the most disappointing thing. But, uh, yeah, so back to the actual thing that people Oh yeah, back to the thing that this
0: podcast is about. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bus, um, I wasn't quite sure where I was, it was my first time on the bus, and then First time on the bus, like in the late districts um and I got this call from the fundraising manager, and she was like, "Hey, have you got time to speak?" and I was like, "Uh uh yeah, sure, I guess uh-huh. so I was one of those annoying people on the bus that you hate who's on the phone for a good twenty odd minutes i She was going through some ideas uh of stuff I can do to fundraise and it was stuff like movie nights, uh bake sales, um going for sponsored walks and stuff like that. Sponsored uh-huh. leg wax I think was an idea.
1: <laughs> was... You could hear how hairy your legs were through the phone. <laughs> they
0: they they were quite monstrous. Uh, Gorilla-like, you might say.
1: So, um, yeah, did you... I got the the same call, possibly the same person, but, um, yeah, she... uh, I think I outlined some of the things that I was planning on doing, kind of like meal nights, uh, what's it called, bake sales. And I think I had planned... One of the things that we had to do was one big event, and I think it was to show willingness... Not just financially, but in terms of kind of time-wise and, I don't know how to put it, but like effort-wise. Mm. So I think one of the
0: to... key points around fundraising was that they don't just do it because because of the money that they need, but they do it because they want us to spread awareness to other people.
1: Very true. So, But yes, they expected us to do one big kind of event to uh raise like a substantial amount of money but also yes to spread awareness and I think it was also to kind of like flex your organizational muscles. When you're in Tanzania or wherever you'll be sent out to, uh you're gonna be doing a lot of like community organization organizing. So I think the big event was to kind of get you ready for that and give you a bit of experience. So do you remember what you did, Joe, what your main things were to get you over
0: the line? Yes, I did a, um, I had, or my dad
1: did it most, mostly,
0: we did a, um, a Tanzanian barbecue. Okay, yeah. So we had a lot of the kind of stuff that we went on to eat during placement, like rice and beans. Uh-huh. Uh, you know that salad stuff? with The, the or...? With the tomatoes and the red onions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, we had that, but with a lot less salt. Okay. and barley, I think it's called.
1: That's not the Tanzanian wager, I don't think that was very authentic. <laughs> you don't need to drink, like, three gallons of fresh water afterwards, it's not proper. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, the salt, I could never really get a hold of the salt. But anyway, that's a topic that's for cool. another episode.
1: Yeah, we've got one whole episode on, uh... Food. Salt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he turns it barbecue.
0: Yeah, he also did, um, Mbuzi, which is goat. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, he bought, he bought, um, he bought, um, well... We have a family friend who's from Kenya, and... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how, but he he got in touch with someone who sells goats and uh, uh, and we 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 bought some goat meat basically uh,
1: yeah very very good
0: yes i wouldn't eat that kind of thing anymore due to oh. my moral values but
1: okay. um the you were less uh, less upstanding so.
0: <laughs> yeah i would eat anything put in front of me so i oh. <laughs> i ate that ambuzi ninakula mbuzi, Nina kula, mbuzi. Mm, no Sana. Which,
1: which I know exactly what that means, Joe, but for the listeners at home, could you please translate? Uh,
0: I ate lots of goat meat. It was very nice. Very good. Oh, nyama. Uh-huh. Nyama is meat. Sorry. I'm correcting myself. So what did you do for fundraising?
1: Well, as much as I talked to my fundraising manager about uh, doing a bunch of bake sales and doing some meals round, I unfortunately... I'm quite a bit older than the average person doing one of these uh, fundraising campaigns, and I wasn't at uni at the time, so I couldn't like kind of rely on flatmates or that kind of thing. You're
0: making excuses, uh, aren't you?
1: These aren't excuses. These are valid uh, reasons as to why <laughs> I took a pragmatic approach to fundraising, and so yeah, instead of doing it the usual way, I put my thing on Facebook, I got a couple of people adding to the fund, one of which was a little known person called uh, Joe O'Malane. Mm. who, uh, I think, uh, I put my...
0: Sounds like a real trustworthy guy.
1: He... he... well, you know. <laughs> at first he seemed like that. But, uh, yeah, I put my... was it GoFundMe?
0: It was, uh... No, it wasn't. It was, which, what was it? What was it? What was it? Just giving. It was just giving.
1: Well, I put my Just Giving page on the uh, Rally Facebook page. And ah. so I got a bunch of likes on that. I think people shared it on their pages a bit. And yeah, Joe Mullane, uh, he added £10 to my funding, which I was very pleased with. I think it was my first £10. <laughs> Now, this was around April time, when my birthday is, and so a couple of friends donated some money for my birthday, so that got me to around the £200 mark, and at that point, I sort of ran out of things to do to raise the rest of the funds, and I just paid in for my own wage. Now, <laughs> Which... this is kind of a bit of a faux pas. Sorry, Joe, what were you going to say?
0: I remember asking at the, um, um, on the phone, I think, I asked, can I just put my own money into this, and she was, it was just a resounding no, no, we do it so we can raise awareness and such. So, you broke the rules, Alex.
1: Well, you know, it's only illegal if you get caught. (laughs) I given the amount of knowledge I had at the time, I found it extremely hard to ask people for money. I would ask my extremely close friends because it was kind of like, well, this is just a birthday gift for me. But, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I've across differently in this podcast, but I'm not the most confident guy, and I really could not ask for money for, uh, yeah, to send me to Tanzania when, oh, what are you doing there, would be uh, followed by I don't really know.
0: relate so, to that a lot.
1: Yeah. If one of my main criticisms of the rally process, I think it's really great, but one of the things is, I really think they should tell you much sooner exactly what you're doing. Because yes. it puts most people in this kind of weird position when you get to crowdfunding mm. that can't really... Um, you don't really have anything to say. It you're is really yeah, awkward. But yeah... It just puts you in a kind of awkward spot, and I think that was probably the main reason why I kind of copped out and just paid him like you know money for my wages. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I got to my eight hundred pounds goal. I think Joe, did you get to your eight hundred pound goal in time?
0: I I did actually. My dad put in that donation with uh, a little message saying over the line. Yeah.
1: So- very dad like. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, I would be a hypocrite if I was to tell you some uh, fundraising tips. But, Joe, <laughs> do you have any that you picked up? My only tip would be listen to the rest of this series, or just skip ahead to episode eight or nine, where we're talking about what we're doing in Tanzania, and then, yeah, we'll give you a really good rundown of what you're doing in the village, how you're helping. what you'll be doing day to day, Yeah. you can use that in the crowdfunding place to give people a really good rundown of what you're doing and
0: then you won't end
1: up like me paying in your own money.
0: Also be sort of like, why, tell people like why you really want to do this and I don't know how much, say how much the money would mean to you and obviously do some sort of activities which are fun and show you're committed.
1: Any other tips you've got? Or is do you think that's enough for people to get out there and raise them funds?
0: I'm in no way a fundraising expert, but <laughs> just the sort of like, hold events with like f- friends and family and, you know, say, put a little bucket which says, uh, any size donation, welcome. That's what we did at the barbecue. and. And it went quite well, I got a... How much you made from that? I think it was between one and two hundred. Oh
1: wow, okay, but, yeah.
0: But someone, someone, um, my great auntie actually gave me a very rarely seen fifty pound note.
1: Is your granny a gangster? Who uses fifty pound <laughs> notes?
0: Well, maybe, perhaps she knew that there was going to be the opportunity and she was like, Oh, I have this fifty pound note, which... <laughs> I don't know. No bank will accept. <laughs> you see the meme that's like all the units of money measured out. It's like a quid, fiver, tenner, twenty. Excuse me, may I take this to my manager?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah. Well, now we move on to the fan favourite segment. Joe's Swahili segment. Oh. So, Joe... Do you have a phrase and or word that you think will be useful for the listener if they follow in our very famous footsteps to uh, Tanzania?
0: Well, I hinted on numbers before, didn't I? I said tattoo. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm going to test you, actually. Can you remember number one?
1: did play a lot of in Tanzania, which will probably come up in its own separate episode of uh, Games and Activity,
0: was Uno,
1: and, well, in Uno, when you have one card, you have to shout Uno, and I feel, I'm trying to rack my brains, we said, we had said the Swahili word for one, when we uh, got down to one, and I remember it as being Moja.
0: Yes, well done. We're gonna have to applaud you a bit. You, there Cardi yeah. Moja. Moja is one, two, and Three, I said it before. Do you remember?
1: Uh, no, but it starts with
0: a T Tattoo. Moja and Billy. Tattoo and Ne. Tano, Sita, Saba, Nane, Tisa, Kumi. Kumina magia, kumina bili, tatu, etc., etc., etc.
1: Well, I feel if you've got one to nine, you, you can use your fingers, and that will help you out a lot when you are bargaining for fruit and veg or your other necessities out in the markets. So I think that's a, a very good lesson for everybody.
0: That's true.
1: Now, as Joe has taken back his segment. <laughs> Joe's Wahidi segment. I too will take by back my segment of Alex's boring facts.
0: Well, so it's the first time you've actually had Yeah held the reins of this section.
1: In some ways we could call it Joe's boring facts. <laughs> but you know, I think I,
0: I've already got a section to, named after me. Yeah, we
1: can't kinda. Have, have so my fact is The first manufacturer to make seatbelts was Volvo. And usually when you design a new invention, you patent it so that no one can copy it. But Volvo decided to make the patent for the seatbelt free, so that all the other companies would copy and it would make cars safer.
0: That was an excellent boring fact. Just the exact kind of facts we'd get on the logs. Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Very cool. So there you go. You know a bit more about the interesting world of seatbelts.
0: Fascinating world of seatbelts.
1: Well, I feel that's everything you need to know about fundraising. (laughs) We will join you next week to uh, give you the rundown on the three-day weekend out at Doncaster and your training in preparation for heading out your target country. So until then... It will be a die for me.
0: But die for me also. You never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're no star. Get your game on and go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get your show on and get paid. And all
1: that glitters is gold. Only shooting stars break the mo.